Whilst the Chiefs relaxed in the bye week, the Broncos and Chargers had a chance to try and make up ground in the chase to be crowned the AFC West champs. Welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs. How's it going, mate? You alright? Yeah, I'm missing Dave now. Yeah, I know. It's it's a bit like, lonely, we're so lonely, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah, do you um, sing, sing to your kids, like, when they're going to bed, do you sing them lullabies? Because I really hope not. <laughs> that was no, just I don't, weird. I, I, don't, I don't bother doing that. No, no. I don't do that. No, no. It, it keeps it, me awake when I sing. <laughs> it seems like um, Dave's been on a bye week for weeks and weeks and weeks now. He's, he's meant to be here, but... he's um, Extended bye week. Exactly, he's gone That's what it AWOL. Is. Dave, Dave's gone AWOL. Um, <laughs> I have no idea where he is. He might turn up. Any he's probably minute. at work. He's probably at work because he, he, you know, he, he seems to hit these long hours, doesn't he, at work at the minute? So, yeah, we apologise for Dave not being here. I'm sure he'll be at the next one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe it's when we start winning again. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe when the Chiefs start winning. Well, he does support Man City, so that does kind of make him a glory uh, supporter. Yeah, yeah. fair weather fan. Yeah. Yeah. He, where, where was he when they were at Main Road? Like nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fair weather. Um, aside from Dave, more importantly, how's yeah. your bum? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're talking about the uh, the, the hot uh, the hot chip uh, video, aren't you? What hot my chip? Pa- video? My packy one <laughs> chip challenge video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm i I think I speak on behalf of everyone here when I say that that video is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I tried to be so cool at the beginning. Yeah, and then there's a part in it where you just, it just breaks you, and you can just tell that all you see on your face is regret. <laughs> it was pure regret uh, from start to finish. As soon as it went in my mouth, I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> what have I done? For the, for the listeners that hasn't seen the video, go on to Brad's YouTube channel or go to our website. The video's on there. Um, it's Brad doing the Pakaya one chip challenge, and you know the one that Travis Kelsey did and challenged everyone to do. Yeah, um, Brad stupidly done it, and it's I, I took the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pleased when you were at the end, like you were sitting there debating, like who who you were going to challenge to it. I was sitting yeah. there thinking he's going to say me and Dave, isn't he? He's going to say me and Dave, and then you let you let us <laughs> off. <laughs> um, well, technically, technically, I did say everybody who went to the lot D. Week four game, didn't I? Yeah, but that's too much of a generalisation. There was like three hundred people there, so. Well, yeah. yeah, but you know, you were part of that three hundred. Nah. <laughs> this is Sparta. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally regretted doing that chip thing. Um, it got to the point where you when, you when you suddenly eat it, you think this is all right. This is it's not too bad. This, um, and then it really kicks in. It like waits. And just builds up and builds up and builds up, and then you, and then it's just yeah, your head's blown off basically. Um, I blew my taste buds out for two days. <laughs> was it a um, couldn't eat anything? <laughs> was it like a loo roll in Seriously. the freezer type jobby? Yeah, yeah, was it, uh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you know, going in and losing your taste buds for two days, coming out was pretty much yeah. Uh, less said about the but about that the better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been the Chiefs bye week, hasn't it? It has. Um, and you've been filling your time in well? Or what have you been up to? 
not an awful lot. I spent some good quality time with my um, my better half this weekend. Yeah, um, good time with the sun. The sun started walking this weekend, which was he? Uh, yeah, ten months. Obviously, it's quite early. But yeah, it's uh, early. I can't work out if it's a good or a bad thing because I kind of liked it when he just stayed in one place, and now he's everywhere. <laughs> like nothing is safe. <laughs> nothing in the house is safe. He can reach anything he wants now. He can get to anything he wants. He can climb up anything he wants. Oh, just... it's great when they walk, mate. That's it now. Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not sitting here saying I'm going to go and break my son's legs or anything like that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get on with it. But, um, you know, I just, I preferred it when he was just like, stay. And he yeah. stayed and just looked cute, you know. Yeah. But, no, no, it's all, it's all good here. All good here. Made the, made the most of uh, the week off before the next, well, what I'm hoping, 11 weeks of, Football involving the Chiefs. Yeah, no, it's um, it's hotting up, isn't it? Really, but it's not hotting up in a way, is it? Because I mean, I watched the games last night. You know, the, uh, the our rivals in the AFC West, uh, Broncos and Chargers. And when I say hotting up, it's it's really like cooling off, isn't it? Because the Chiefs are sat there on six and three, having a bye week, chilling out, having a beer, and the Broncos trying to get the you know trying to put something together to try and narrow that gap at the top and the Chargers trying to do the same now the Chargers were very close mm-hmm. but what's happening with the Broncos at the minute they've been they've been thumped in two weeks back to back bad quarterback play bad offensive play bad coaching bad special teams <laughs> bad special teams yeah it, it's just from apart from the defense which is phenomenal and but Looks like they start, it looks like they're starting to give up now because why would you want to play for a, an offense like that? Um, yeah, they're a mess. They the whole offense needs blowing up and starting again. Um, Vance Joseph isn't working out as a coach. Um, he seems a bit overwhelmed, and mm. they look like they're ready for January just to give up and go on their holidays and start rebuilding again I think it's amazing personally because I I genuinely don't believe that John Elway has got the capability of building a roster through the draft Um, got very lucky with a couple of free agent signings in Peyton Manning and DeMarcus Ware in the past and and kind of built their success on that so yeah I don't have confidence in John Elway as a general manager and I am excited to see how shit the Broncos are going to be <laughs> oh, how for the next five get. or six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's great. I love it. I love it. Well, we, we said a while ago, didn't we? Because, I mean, we had a bit of a bet going on because did I say that the Broncos would finish the bottom or was it the second off bottom? I can't remember what it was now. But we, we, I think we both kind of predicted that the Broncos were going to have a really tough season. I think even Dave predicted it as well because he mentioned about the, the quarterback situation, didn't he, in the preseason show. Um, it just seems like does well. Does this mean that this is the end of the the Broncos' reign in the AFC West? Are they going to be now in a down, downward spiral? Yeah, or is there a spark were... there that you think? Yeah, they could they could manage to get back to the winning ways again. Obviously, they have the defense, which is still very good. Yeah, um, there's no getting away with that. The defense is great. It's just they're so inept in other positions. Like the other two stages in special teams and offense, they're so bad. And in coaching, mm-hmm. and you can't be, 
it's tough to win in this league with bad coaching. Like you can have bad players, but good coaching will make up for bad players. Yeah. Um, good coaching buys you six or seven wins a, a season alone. Um, look what's happening with, with a bad Jets. team. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look what's yeah. happening in New York with the Jets. The Jets roster on paper doesn't look great, but with very good coaching from Todd Bowles, this team have already mm-hmm. won four games, which wasn't expected. They so, cleared the decks as well, didn't they? Sorry? They cleared the decks with the players as well. They exactly, had some big, yeah, they, big players in the payroll. They got rid of all of the bad eggs in the in the locker room and just focused on their coaching. And it's worked worked out a treat for that for that team. Um, but I just don't see it with Denver. There's no coaching. I don't believe in John Elway. I don't believe in the coaching. And they are going to suffer for um, years to come. And as for the other team, you were talking about Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Bad teams lose those games. Um, yeah. Good teams don't continue to lose games like they are. Um, everyone says, oh, they're a good team, they're a good team. They're not. They're losing close games. They're giving away victories. Like yesterday, it looked oh. like they, they had the game pretty much wrapped up, but then they fumble the football and give the ball to Jacksonville and give them a chance to tie it up. Like, that was a crazy game, though. Oh yeah, it was it's the only game I actually got to see a bit of, and <laughs> it was a crazy game. But Jacksonville were afforded many opportunities by the Chargers to to go and win that game, and the Chargers just aren't a good football team. I know you rant and rave about them, but I don't see why. Well, I always think that they've been so unlucky this season because I mean, if you look back at the, the you know the previous games, I mean, right at the beginning of the season. They lost to the Broncos by about three points. Um, the Dolphins was the second one where they they were about two or three points away again from another win. Yeah, okay, the Chiefs kind of spanked them a little bit, um, but again, they were so close with the Eagles. They were two points away from beating the Eagles. This is what I mean before, though, about them being. I thought they were going to be this dark horse team, and they they kind of almost there because if you think um, they've beaten the Raiders. They've beaten the Broncos. They actually uh, blew out the Broncos, didn't they? Um, I don't think the Broncos scored in that game. And they gave the Patriots a good game. So then they're there or thereabouts. They've got the pieces there. But there's something not quite right. I can't put my finger on what it is either because they have got the players. Um, I know Rivers keeps throwing interceptions. As it's like he's giving away sweets, isn't he? He's just... <laughs> He just cannot stop stop throwing interceptions at the minute. So I don't know. I I asked I asked this question to I think it was Seth in one of the previous shows. Is it time to move on from the Rivers project? Um, you know, is it is it is it time to now draft a, a quarterback for the Chargers and and keep, try and keep the integral part of the team? You know, the likes of Keenan Allen. Uh, I mean, Joey Bosa looks brilliant. He looks a fantastic player. I'm always impressed by watching him every single game I see the Chargers. So they, they have got the talent. But, but they haven't got the mentality. They haven't got the mentality. It's something that's not right, yeah. And it doesn't matter who you plug in there, um, Phil Rivers or not. Phil Rivers has won before. There's a mentality thing there with the Chargers. There's a reason why the Browns consistently suck. Because <laughs> and they get one number one picks pretty much yeah, every it's, year. It's not a personnel <laughs> problem. It's a culture and a mentality problem which is a lot harder yeah. to get rid of than anything than personnel and coaching it's just a mentality mm-hmm. that the Chargers seem to have at the moment the Browns have 
um, the Giants have found themselves with this this uh, this season. They just suck. They are <laughs> bad football teams that can play close every now and then, show snippets of being good, but their mentality and their culture will always lead back to them being a bad football team. And it's exactly- so is that down to coaching again? Is that a coaching element then? Because we've already said it about the Broncos. You know, they've they've got. A brilliant defense. No, it's it's completely different to what's happening in Denver. Denver is down to coaching and the offense, and but this that team's only two years removed from the Super Bowl. And it's so, unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's completely different. This it's hard to pinpoint. It's the same. It is the Chargers are like the Browns. The Browns continue to do Brownsy things, like at the end of the first half yesterday when they had a chance to kick a field goal and then they ran a callback sneak from the two-yard line and run out of time. Hmm. The Browns do that because they're the Browns. No other team <laughs> does that. The Chargers lose close games because they're the Chargers. They give away games because they're the Chargers. There's, you can't put a finger on it. It's just a culture and a mentality thing. And it probably sounds like I'm fobbing you off. But until <laughs> they find a way to fix that, it doesn't matter who is in Los Angeles because that mentality and that culture will always have a bigger influence on the game mm-hmm. than players and coaching. Yeah. So with that, with those two teams in mind, and if obviously if you think about the Raiders, because they had a bye week as well, is the AFC West the powerhouse it once was? No. No. <laughs> no. It's not, it's not even close. It's not, is it? The, the AFC West was a powerhouse for the summer of 2017, and that's it. Like, yeah. We took two teams to the playoffs last year, but the AFC West this year sucks. It really does. <laughs> There's a lot of sucking going on in this show. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, before the season started, you could argue that Denver are still a good team. The Raiders were meant to be the second coming of Jesus. And <laughs> the Chiefs were meant to be this just good good team. And, but mm-hmm. It's not played out like that at all. Um, the Raiders are okay. The Broncos are a car crash. The Chargers are the Chargers. And the Chiefs looked formidable for the first five weeks, but then looked pretty ordinary for the last four. Um, yeah. There's other divisions that I would say are much, much tougher. The um, the NFC South, for example, with Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans. That's a terrific division. I'm not sitting here saying the NFC West is the worst division in football because it's not. Um, but it's not—it's not the biggest powerhouse that we all thought it was, are we? Now it's—it's. It's, I mean, last season was really good. It was fun to watch because you had the Broncos still in the hunt, the Raiders still in the hunt, uh, Chargers were obviously weren't in the hunt, but you had three good teams, top teams that could have really gone far in the uh, in the playoffs. But now you're looking at it and you think, can any of those teams in the AFC West at the minute match anything that the NFC's got? Hmm. Yes, in terms of I think on any given Sunday the Chiefs and the Raiders can probably beat any team in the in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Well, it's already happened this season. Um, the Chiefs already beat the Eagles, which are the darling of the NFL at the moment. So, yeah. I they are certainly capable. But as a if we're looking at it as a whole division, then no, the AFC West is not, is not a powerhouse, and we had it for all of what six months during the off season mm. that it was. Um, yeah. Never mind. If it, for me, it doesn't make a difference anyway because if the AFC West isn't a powerhouse, it means that we haven't got to play six hard games a year. 
Um, you'd, <laughs> yeah. you'd much rather play the Chargers and the Broncos as they are now than the Broncos and Chargers as they were last year or the year before. Yeah. When they were true powerhouses. Right? Who actually cares if the AFC West is a powerhouse? As long as you're the good team of the four, yeah. surely you want the other three to be rubbish. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, watching those games last night, I thought, yeah, I'm not really fussed if any of these really make a push for it or anything. And they didn't. It was a bit of a whimper, really, from the Broncos. Um, the Chargers played a good team in the Jags. Um, yeah, I suppose it's only it's down to the Raiders now, isn't it? I suppose to try and make something of it. And nothing's um, going to happen. But... I can, I'll tell you right now, the Chiefs are going to win this division. And 9-7 and seven would have been enough to win the division this year. That's how bad yeah. the AFC West is. I think yeah. the Chiefs will get more wins than nine. I think they'll probably end up with 11 or 12. Um, I can't see a sweep in the last seven games, but I think we'll win 11 or 12 games. And But we're going to win the division comfortably. I generally think that nine wins will be enough to win the division this year, and that's not the sign of a good division. No, definitely not. Well, uh, we've had the bye week. We're going to be moving on to week 11 for the Giants game, which is actually our next meet-up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big meet. Up, hitting up London this weekend. London, London calling. Mate. London calling. Um, not my hometown, despite what many people here think. Um, it's not staggering distance, then. No, oh, no, no, no. Well, I can jump on the train. I'll be home in half an hour. Which is tube, mate. Much. Tube. Tube. Get tube. Tube. Um, yeah, no, Hippodrome Casino on Sunday night. Come come say hello there's about 30 of us coming down so, I yeah, wish I was going I have a beer well you choose to live 400 miles away I know over the wall up in, um, <laughs> over the wall yeah <laughs> this side of the wall so I know you don't you're, you're um yeah we do what's it they called in Game of Thrones the uh, what's that what, you're a wildling that's what you are you're a wildling I'm a wildling <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen Game of Thrones look one up it's Brad wildling alright I'll have to look at that up because I've not watched it Listen out, listen out. Another good out. show. Another good show. I actually believe you this time because I'm actually watching the um, Stranger Things at the minute. Are you? Yes. Oh, good it's man. awesome. Good man. Got to get all over that mind. You've got to get all over that. If you've not watched it, anyone, got to watch it. It's really good. Uh, but you were right. Yeah, it was um, first. First episode was just uh, it was it was all right. But then after that, it just took off. But uh, anyway, we're digressing again, here. We're digressing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Chiefs take on the Giants. Uh, it's going to be at the Hippodrome, did you say? Mm-hmm. What do the Chiefs need to iron out in preparation for this game? Because there seems to be a whole... It's concophony and even even a word out there. Is it something I've just made up? But there seems to be lots of problems at the minute that the Chiefs need to iron out, and it's... It's holes here and there. Which which is the main area for you then, Tom? Are we talking about this in preparation for Sunday or for the second half of the season? Uh, let's go for Sunday first. Oh, Sunday. Um, we just need to be average on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could this be a banana skin game, though? No. I hate to say it. No. You, really? No. They beat, they beat, they beat the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> But they also gave up 31 points yesterday to the San Francisco 49ers. Like, yeah. The Giants, they're thinking about benching Eli Manning. The coach is on the hottest seat of any coach I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. They can't protect Eli. They haven't got any wide receivers. Their defense is starting to give up. Like, yeah. The Giants are a bad, 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 bad football team with a 
culture that's creeping in which isn't good um i don't see any way shape or form that the chiefs lose this game and you're gonna hate me if <laughs> if we yeah. do because i said the same against the raiders a few weeks ago and look what happened there um but we've had a rest as well the chiefs have had a rest so that you, you would expect them to come out of the gate now don't you bolting out of the gate and and turning over the giants who are who are battered and bruised at the minute yeah uh, Andy Reid off the bye week, sixteen and two off the bye in his career. Like that's some record, that isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> some record. There's no way in hell that a guy with that good a record after the bye week loses yeah. to a team as bad as New York because yeah. they are terrible. Yeah, I mean the only good player that seemed to shine last night was that um, Ingram, was it tight end? A tight end's always going to be a. A quarterback's safety blanket, yeah, especially when seen. the science, when the team's got no wide receivers or yeah. or O line to protect the quarterback. The first read can be a tight end because it's the closest read to him. So yeah. a tight end's always going to look good in a struggling offense. Well, that that for me is going to be the key for the Chiefs. If we shut down that uh, that tight end threat from Engram, um, we'll win this game easy. I mean, they don't really have a running game. Like you said, they don't have any receivers. Quarterback's getting a he's getting a bit of a um, a raw deal at the minute, like you said, isn't he? He's not getting protected, and it's just it just looks a mess, an absolute mess at the minute. Um, I thought the Giants were going to be a really big team this year. I mean, obviously they've lost Beckham and who was the other guy um, from Brandon the Marshall. Jets, Matsim Marshall. Um, so yeah, you've taken out two big threats there straight away. But I think even with them in in play, the O line was never going to be um, protecting Eli, was it really? No, you looked at this team at the start of the season and thought the defence would be better than it has been um, and the offence could just do enough to win games. I actually had the yeah. um, Giants down as winning the NFC East at the start yeah. of the season. Um, couldn't be more wrong. Really couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are, are running away with, with that one. Yeah. Like I said before, Chiefs just turn up, be average, get in, get the job done and then think about the next six games which are going to be a lot tougher than this one we face on Sunday. Yeah. So what do what do the Chiefs have to do for the, the remainder of the season? Because we're not we don't seem to be looking over our shoulders at the minute with the threat from behind. Um how do we steer past these what people are considering to be an easier second half to the uh, to the season? Get the run game going. It's yeah. It's cold weather football now. It's built for run, running the football um, look what New Orleans did yesterday to the Bills six rushing touchdowns they just ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and controlled yeah. the clock controlled the game from start to finish if you can establish the run it opens up everything else for your for your passing offence which Alex Smith needs he needs time he needs the defence to be showing seven eight guys in the box so then he can exploit the outsides and get the defence playing sideline to sideline mm-hmm. Um get the run game going and it will make the defence better as well because it means they can get well rested and not be picked on as much like offences won't be able to run the ball down their throat because the Chiefs will hopefully be controlling the clock so opposing offence will need to hurry up just establish the run and everything else will look good including the defence Yeah, um, I really hope that's what they've been working on in this bye week like we've got our guys back now we've got Mitch Morse back we've got LDT back just run the football 
run, run, run. Kareem Hunt will wear defences down and yeah. just have him taking over games like he was at the start of the season. Do that and everything else will fall into the place. Don't right. do that. The key there then, the key then is the all line, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be because they've got to be making the holes for him to get through. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't abandon the run so quickly mm. like we did in Dallas. Yeah, like, Kareem Hunt had nine carries in Dallas. That's that's not enough. Mm. Like it, it was a close game. It's not like even if it was a blowout and we needed to start slinging the ball, it was a close game. We can you can afford to keep trying the run, and eventually it will come free. So we need to show more patience in terms of play calling as well. Um, do that. And this team can win multiple games going into the playoffs and potentially make a run. Don't establish the run and this season is going to be extremely disappointing come January because the good teams will pick us apart if it's going to come down to shootouts. Mm -hmm. And because our defence does not look capable of making a stop and I worry about what changes the defence defensive coordinator Bob Sutton could have made because it looked like there was no quick fix I don't know how you feel about the defence and what they need to start doing do you know what it looked like to me and you're going to hate me for saying this but DJ Mm. doesn't look the same guy he doesn't look the same he he seems as though his head's there but his body's just a step behind and I don't know I, I maybe we should Try taking him out once in a while. Try and trust in the other guys, you know, like sort of Logan and uh, uh, Pierre Louise. Um, just trying some of those instead of keeping DJ out there all the time. I, I know he's he's got a, a long service with the Chiefs and everything. He's he's one of our talisman players, but let's just try something different, just to see is it DJ that's causing the problem, or is it the fact that we've got these new players in that they're just not really stuffing the run that much. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm willing to try anything at the minute, just to see if you know we can try and stop other teams just gaining yards on us. It's, I don't know if you, if you felt the same way, but this season I've just been going for God's sake, somebody tackle, somebody just stop this player is just running through you, and it's taken like three or four players, Chiefs players, just to take these 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 running backs down. Yeah, there's no denying that the team needs to get more physical. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about it it feels like now three or four shows in a row um, talking about the subjects of tackling Um, the team does need to get more physical get nastier Um, DJ's always been a nasty player like not dirty just always had a bit of attitude it seems like he's lost that I I personally think he's still injured Um, you're a big fan of his though as well aren't you he's he's my favourite player of all time Um, I think he could be right there he could be carrying a knock he could be yeah, I genuinely think he is injured, and I think he's lost a step. Um, the guy's in mid thirties as well. He's coming to the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't be all on a mid thirties middle linebacker to stop the run. If that's your game plan, saying the only way we're going to stop the run is by Derek Johnson, then there's something severely wrong there. We've got we've got players in this team that have always looked quite good against a run, like Ramik Wilson. We haven't seen him. No. It seems an eternity. Um, yeah. He. Last year he looked pretty good against the run. Pierre Lewis seems a bit like um, a more of a special teams player as opposed to a starting middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Reggie Ragland, he's a thumper. He's a, he's meant to be a run stuffing guy. Um, mm-hmm. Get him more involved. But 
I think it might be scheme. It might be the issue. Yeah. Um, we we changed it up slightly against Dallas, but where we were successful against the running backs against Dallas, we didn't account for the quarterback scrambling. Yeah. Which isn't going to be a problem this Sunday against New York Giants because Eli is not, ca- not capable <laughs> of that anymore. But yeah. you look at some of the teams that we've got coming up, and it might be an issue next Sunday. We've got Buffalo, where we know that Tyrell Taylor can rush, yeah. can rush the ball. So change it up a little bit, get a little bit more aggressive, be a bit riskier on defense, stop the run, trust your corners, bring back Terrence Mitchell for a start as well. Mm-hmm. Bring back Terrence Mitchell and just just be a bit riskier. Get your corners to come up, face up these wide receivers as opposed as opposed to playing so often. Yeah. Um, take a few more chances, and I think. I think we will reap the rewards if we do it. Do you know one of the wasted players on the team at the minute? And we haven't really spoken about him for quite a while because he's just waiting for his chance. It's Tano Passanio. Um, He looked like an athletic freak, didn't he? Pre-season. And yeah. although he was quite raw, he'd, he'd get to the, the quarterback and then he'd, he'd totally lose where the quarterback was. But at the minute... I would I would seriously try him at the right side of the outside linebacker. No, I completely disagree. Um, I'm not with you at all on that one. No? The, the guy looked raw. The guy looked like he has issues and he could be a reliability at this point in his career. I think he has all the tangibles to be a very good player in the future, but I think they need to work on him. I think he was a developmental pick. Um, the way I see it, if... If Justin Houston and D Ford and Tumba Harley start start struggling to get pressure, then Tano Passanio has not showed me anything to say that he will get sacks. Um, so we'll stick with Zombo then. Zombo's looked not more than capable, but he's looked fairly okay at points this season. He Zombo is a a filler guy, someone that we can yeah. bring in on the rotation. Maybe get Passanio involved in the rotation every now and then, but as your go-to guy if you need pressure you've got to you've got to stick with your guys like Harley Houston D Ford if he's back and Zombo like tried and trusted methods that will eventually work out Uh, I think we should give him a few chances Tano yeah Yeah, definitely I'm 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 not about making risks or taking risks this, this time of the season this has been the kind of thing, hasn't it, that, that we've seen this so, so far during this series of podcasts. You're the kind of no, no, no. Let's stick, let's stick with that. It's so it's 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 sort of working all right. You know, we we know it's tried and tested. And I'm like, no, no, no throw him in, throw him in, <laughs> chuck somebody else in. Yeah. Try this, try that, try. Um, yeah, I, I, I seem to be the more uh, more the risk taker out of the three of us. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, Brad. If if we get to a point where it's like we get to week 14 and week 15 and we have the division sewn up and yeah. it looks like the one or, two seed, one or two seed is out of the question but we've got a big enough lead on the fourth seed if the third seed is ours and it's set in stone then throw him in throw Mahomes in throw all of them in get yeah. our starters off the field um, it doesn't matter if you lose those last two games but at the moment where the Chiefs are so short on confidence and need wins so badly to get themselves on a little roll again. I just don't think that throwing in Tano Passanio, no matter how long his arms are, it, it is <laughs> how the tall he is, and how much yeah. of a freak he is, and how quickly he gets to the quarterback <laughs> it is, is the answer to forget uh, all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, when you go start a fan club or something, like, 
Well, I just think he's a, he's a second round pick, isn't he? He is, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a first round pick. Doesn't mean you're putting him ahead of Alex Smith. Well, just I because would. a second round pick doesn't mean he should go ahead of Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, throw them all in. I wonder what posi- what percentage of our listeners are actually sitting there going, "Yeah, Brad, keep saying it, keep saying it. Come on, start a campaign, start a campaign, start a campaign." Yeah, I, I, I'll just have to start like a hashtag or something like that, won't I? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything witty to say now. For I can't think of anything for a hashtag. I have to think of one. I have to think yeah. of one. But no, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows my stance on Mahomes at the minute. Um, I want to see the kid play. He looks like a caged animal. Oh, if man. you see him on that side thing, he looks like a caged animal. He's ready. You're, you're, you need to change the record, mate. He's right. ready. <laughs> Every time there's like a, a stoppage or something like that, he runs onto the field and he's throwing a few passes around like on the sidelines. And I'm just thinking, God, he looks, yeah, he looks as though his... he's chomping at the bit to get on. That's his job. It's yeah, I know, classes. I know. But do, do you know what I mean? He's like pacing up and down. I'm just thinking, he looks, he looks fired up. He's waiting for his chance. Oh, like Alex Smith is having the best best year of his career. Uh, he's been thrown into the MVP conversation, and he's still not good enough. Like, MVP, MV Schmee, yeah. well, I don't know. Yeah. Alex Smith is such a nice guy. I don't know what you've got against him. I do. Do you know what? I I I really like the guy. I've seen a lot of interviews of him as well. I'm thinking I do really like him, but I just I just maintain this thing of nice guys don't win Super Bowls. Mm. Drew, <laughs> uh, yeah, Drew Brees is one man. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he is uh, actually. Yeah, but he's got an edge as well. Peyton Manning, to be fair, is actually quite a nice guy as well. Um, yeah. Oh god, we just lost more listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've switched off. I've switched off. Alex <laughs> um, Smith, he's doing nothing wrong for me at the moment. He, well, he is doing some things wrong. That, that's let's not get away from that. But he is well, playing he's not more look- than well enough to keep his job over Patrick. Mahomes. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just being me at the minute. I'm just. Uh, Try this, try that, you know that kind of thing. Um, he's he's not all to blame for what happened in the last three, four weeks, whatever it was, because no. um, we have seen other other issues there, especially the O line, and th- that proves that because it's not just Smith that's suffering; it's Hunt as well. So it's definitely the O line for me, anyway. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll stick with Smith for now. But um, you are um, you're far too negative. For a, a support of a team that's six and three, like, did you see? The, did you see the Forty Nine yesterday? Better. The Forty Nine won a game yesterday, and they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. Come on, mate. We're, we're, be happy. We're six and three. It doesn't matter how we're playing now, really. It matters how we're playing at the end of December. I, I actually saw a Niners fan put on their Facebook saying, "We're going to win the Super Bowl now." Yeah. <laughs> so go. I thought, yeah, put it in, into perspective a bit. Well, they it? they probably think they've got more of a chance than Chiefs fans think we have. Because yeah. that's the amount of negativity going around. Like, come on, six and three at the bye with the second hardest schedule of the season so far. Come on, be positive. We can do this. Be positive. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I'm positive. I am positive. I'm just, uh, yeah. I, I just, I just expect more. <laughs> you're so greedy. You're, I, I'm you're, so greedy. I I'm not going to be happy until we're lifting that that Lombardi. I'm not going to be happy. You're slowly but surely turning into Dave and his Man City ways. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about the bling. That's what it is. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about, mate, before we finish? No, I suppose we should do a um, prediction. Prediction, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's throw one out there. 41-7. 41-7. I think we're going to put a 50-burger on him. Do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say 51 
13. Ah. Interesting. I'm going to note that down for my bet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Okay, then. Well, um, yeah, it sounds as though we're we're on for the win on uh, week 11. That's it for this week's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, The Chiefs move on to week 11 to face a banged-up New York Giants. Will that be an easy game right now, or are are we all going to be treating this as, as a potential banana skin? Let us know on Twitter, at KCChiefs underscore UK, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud to receive the new shows as soon as they're available. So thanks again to Tom for joining me. Um, thanks a lot for your help, mate. You've been uh, you've been a star while Dave's been uh, off somewhere. <laughs> uh, we hope everyone's enjoyed the show. And uh, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>